It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors, Jota, Dundalk and Cavan. Order your new 221 Renault today from our extensive Renault range. Guaranteed delivery and low-rate APR finance. Visit blackstonemotors.ie. It's International Women's Day, in case you haven't heard already, and we're celebrating women on late lunch this afternoon. It's women all the way. I'm the only chap in the house today. You have to bear with me this afternoon. I know you will. And I was just thinking to start today, is there a woman in your life that you want to recognise or uh, we'll mention them on the show today. Is there somebody you'd like to say that you have real admiration for in your life, maybe in your workplace, in your community, from afar, that you admire from afar as well? Someone in the past, in the present, whatever you think of and whoever you think of, let us know if there's a woman you really admire and want to mention on the show today. 086-1800-658 by WhatsApp or text. 086-1800-658 and we'd be delighted to give them a mention through the course of the afternoon. We begin today with a young woman who's joined me on a number of occasions in the recent past and boy has she spoken well and today on International Women's Day I'm going back to her and when I discovered her seed and breed my God almighty I understand uh, where she gets her DNA from. I'm delighted to say hello once more to Banba Goulding. Hello Banba. Hi Jerry. how are you? I'm going to apologise at the beginning of this because I'm slightly hoarse today, but um, I'm feeling fine. Yeah, really good. Thank you. Happy International Women's Day. And the same to you. And you're sounding great. Don't worry about the voice. We have you loud and clear. Well, 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 you and I have been tic-tacking the last few days to talk about what we would talk about on the show. And um, you, you said to me, I'd like to start off by talking about my mammy. And your mum is Dr Moira Woods. What a famous woman. Aren't you lucky, Banba? Yeah, I'm thrilled. I guess it's one of those things that I don't tell people straight away enough when people say to me, I can't believe you never told me that and I've known you for three years and I'm super, super proud of her. She was amazing. I grew up in a in a really um, different kind of household, I guess, with her um, and with the kind of people I grew up with, her friends, her acquaintances, her colleagues. Um, I was really lucky and it gave me really great insights as an adult to and as a child to um, kind of, 
I, I think, be a better functioning part of society, really. Um, yeah, she was amazing. She is amazing. She's so. 87 years young, and I want to say hello yeah. to her today and wish her well on International Women's Day. But just to let my listeners in on a little bit about your, your mum, she was uh, one of the founding members of the Irish Women's Liberation Movement, uh, the Sexual yeah. Assault Unit and the Rotunda Hospital. She also yeah. was involved in campaigning for housing, when you think of it, all those years ago in Dublin. And look, it's yeah. come full circle with the housing uh, now. An anti-Vietnam activist is as well. And yeah. she, she founded, you know, menopause is all the talk, as you know, nowadays. Your mum was the founder of the first ever clinic in Ireland. And also, I have to say, a uh, founder of the Well Woman Centre in Dublin. My God, yeah. her CV is just like a book, to be honest with you, I have to say. And, and I, I, it makes me understand more about you when I found it found out uh, uh, about her. She she obviously had a big influence on you. Eight children in the family. She was married twice, had another relationship as well. So you're a real yeah. eclectic bunch, aren't you? Yeah, we are. And, it, you know, that was, it was, I think, part of the best thing about growing up with her um, like that. I think we all grew up so open-minded and, you know, willing to take anything on and willing to take anyone on and talk to anyone. And we met so many different kinds of people growing up between, like, like I said, like between her work colleagues and between her friends. And and uh, it, it was really positive. It was a great place to grow up. Um, and we're all very, very close. And I think uh, we take life with a little bit of a pinch of salt as well that we've, we've kind of seen a lot when we, even before we we left our home. Um, yeah, but she was great. She did all that. She also founded um, Carrie as well. So, um, which is for uh, one of the first places, it's the Children at Risk in Ireland. Yes. And um, I thought you left some of it out there. And uh, she was had early admission into Trinity when she was 16. She's a super, super smart woman. Um, and um, growing up, obviously, I think a lot of people knew her. She was, you know, on media quite a bit. She was on the Late Late Show. She was interviewed. Um, and she did so much to help so many people. And big involvement in you know the x case and other cases yeah she's 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 it was it was a great place to grow up and um i have to say i grew up meeting some amazing women like her best friend who recently passed was mary mara who was a journalist with the irish times mm. um and you mentioned the um the anti-war movements they used to hold the well before i was born obviously the um, anti-vietnam yes. um meetings were all held in our house growing up um, for my elder siblings, they used to. She used to let them use the rooms in the house to to hold those meetings um, in Dublin. So yeah, it was it was crazy place to grow up, but fun. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I honestly, I only scratched the surface. I was picking and choosing from the list. I could have gone on and gone on about all she was involved in. But here's the most important thing: if you uh, if, if somebody asks you about Dr. Myra Woods, you'll hear the words kind, tolerant, warm, intelligent anti-violence just to mention but a few and you know when you when you hear and see people uh, talk about her in glowing terms you understand what a dynamo the woman was trinity at 16 years of age to study medicine married at 21 and two small children oh my god and go on to have eight children as well a remarkable remarkable lady let me ask you this growing up with her and close to her which you still are and knowing all she did as well did that set you on your way to be the woman you are that Look, I'll put it to you straight, that you didn't take much SHI.T from people, that you stood up for yourself and were, was a strong woman and are a strong woman. 
Um, I, I don't know. I actually sometimes think it makes me less reactive or maybe it's that I'm so conscious of what these women did in the 60s and 70s. So I, I you know, in 80s, and I saw so much of that. So in contrast to that, I feel like I don't do that much or say that much because they did so, so much. And they campaigned fearlessly and constantly and they marched. And yeah, I do think it's given me the influence, but it's it's like when you look at what they did, I feel like we don't even, we're lucky we're in a place today that we don't have to fight to that level for what we rightfully should have. You know, mm. we, we're lucky that they've done so much of that groundwork. Obviously, like there's still so much to do, but they've done so much that I feel we can't in, in comparison. We're kind of just, you know, putting the, the slates on the roof at this stage and they already built that roof, I feel. So so, yeah. so, what they did was much tougher. They were fighting, you yeah. know, they were fighting a state that was in cahoots with the church. Um, yeah. a, a huge bias against women in terms of taking their place in the workplace uh, and in society in positions of influence. How do you feel today in 2022? Can I use an, an off-trotted out saying uh, by many famous people, a lot done more to do. Yeah, I was actually thinking of that as well myself earlier, that very same phrase. Um, I think there is, um, I, I feel like it's so much more accepted and people are so much more open now about um, talking about things. Whereas I think in those days, I don't think people even could have the conversations. I think you were considered so controversial and, and you know, almost like an enemy of the state for having those conversations, whereas now it's accepted and people are more supportive, which is great. Um, but a lot done more to do, I guess. Um, we've come so far. There's so many things, I think, like equal education. We've managed to get there. We're still, we still don't have the, the pay gap um, fully closed. Uh, you know, men still do make more on certain roles than women do. And it's just, we, we kind of accept it. Um, and it's, it's, it's something maybe we need to talk about more as well, because I think the problem with that is that it's swept under the carpet. And we're, especially in Ireland, I, I think particularly we're afraid to talk about salaries and money. And so people don't discuss it. And if they did, maybe they might realise that there was um, a bigger gap. Um Obviously, some of the, the things that those women fought for, which was an astounding one that men could, um, I thought that fact was incredible, that men were allowed to sell the marital home or remortgage it without consulting or um, even telling their wives or having any kind of conversation if they were married. So obviously, we're, we, we've managed to sort out property laws and that women were made um, to go um, out of civil service or certain jobs in the 70s if they were, once they got married. So I think we're a little bit better. I think we're still not fully accepting of single mothers. I think there's a massive stigma that's still attached to that, especially in this country. Um, and also making allowances for them, you know, in the workplace or even mothers in general in the workplace, single mothers and married mothers, you know, that they have to balance a home life balance. And there's not so much understanding from colleagues, you know, if you have to bring your children to appointments, like we, you know, children are a part of life and I'm a single mother um, and you experience bias all the time. I'm lucky that I'm in a role in in, in my where I work that they are incredibly understanding and um, to all mothers and, and really, really supportive of their role in the home and their work-life balance. 
But I think a lot of women don't have that and are almost afraid to mention children in interviews still um, or, you know, have any, you know, even discussions about pregnancies or potential maternity leaves and are still penalised after going out on mat leave and coming back and can't advance in their career in the same way that men can because of it, um, which is crazy because they're having kids. They're not, um, you know going off to Australia for a gap year for a year. So, um, yeah, I think there's a lot more of that, like you said, a lot, lot done, more to do there. You put it so well, uh, the advances made. God, when I think of that in the civil service, Banbad, that you had to leave your job when you got married. Such a bloody fast. Did you ever hear anything like it? And I've talked about it over no. the years on this show with women that had to leave uh, their job because they actually got married. It was shocking. It really was. Yeah. Uh, and, and you mentioned there is progress there, but you are so right. And, and, and it's a thing I have to say myself that I've seen and you'd often shake your head about it and say, and, and we don't understand as men. You know, women still carry the can mostly when it comes to children and child minding and caring for children yeah. when they're ill. Who goes home? It's the mum that goes home and has to go home in in, in general terms. And we got to get our heads round that and understand that that has to happen. It's part and parcel and nobody should be penalised for it because, listen, sure we, couldn't, we wouldn't have a child in the world, man or woman, without a woman to bear a child, you know what I mean? Or, you know, you have yeah. to really get your head around and, and understand these things. You make the point so well. What about the area that we, you and I talked about before that's been quite prominent here recently uh, in, in Ireland? Respect. Respect for women from men. A few weeks have elapsed since we talked, number of weeks. How do you feel we are today? Has it just fallen into the background with war and everything else that's happening in the world? I, I think it falls into the background all the time. All I the think time. that's what the problem mm. is. Mm. I think we have these discussions, we have incidents, like horrible incidents like Sarah Everhard, like Ashley Murphy, they happen, everybody's up in arms, it's hashtagging, trending all over social media, and then everyone talks about it and says how awful it is, but nothing massive changes. I mean, I still think what needs to change and I know we said it before is 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 our culture of toxic masculinity I know I'm like a broken record saying that phrase it's it's teaching boys to do better teaching them you know how to respect women and teaching them and you said it before teaching boys to call out other boys and you know and being open and honest I think as well being open and honest with our daughters and our sons about what can go on and having important conversations at home. Um, but it's it's still incredible to me that that in this day and age that there is that level of toxic masculinity, that there is still that kind of boys culture that like affiliated with, I'm not going to mention any particular sports because I don't want to tar everyone with the same brush, but there's certain cultures and certain kind of boys clubs where they play sport where it's just accepted and um it's it's like it's a misogynistic really kind of um of of mind frame um and i think we need to i still think we need to do better on it i think uh, again i know part of what the um irish women's liberation movement did was you know they, they were part of the um, take back the night movement and there's been marches on take back the night in the since 2000 in ireland in so many years when there's been attacks we've done it and done it again and um it's a scary thing but we need to i think i think even if it does keep getting swept under the rope we still keep to yes keep 
needing to bring it back up again. And I think it's like any topic eventually, I think it is starting to sink in, but I think we need to start younger talking to boys at this point. And I think, um, I think they are, I think they are getting better. I think there's a great understanding and a lot more respect than there used to be. And a lot more um, support for women's um, issues yes. that there used, than there used to be. Oh uh, yes, and 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 I, I feel that as well, and I I would never despair, and I think as you say, it's steps, and you bring it back into focus again, and you go at it once more. But look, um, I I want to say to you before I finish today, the stigma around single moms that shouldn't be a thing, and that should be a yeah. thing consigned to the annals of history for sure. And I thank you for raising it again today with me on the show. Look, I'm going to leave it there for the moment. We have lots of wonderful ladies to talk to through the afternoon. Uh, you've. Uh, set the ball rolling for us brilliantly on the show may I say again Banba and again good wishes to your mum Dr Mara Woods we wish her well again and thank you for talking to us so honestly and openly again on the show and may I say to finish to you again happy International Women's Day thank you thank you for joining me that's great to have you with us take care bye bye that's Banba Goulding there yeah just mentioning the appeal for the Ukraine you do know you can donate right now at lmfm.ie forward slash aid that's lmfm.ie forward slash aid I mentioned yesterday I'd I'd hope that the uh, total might pass 40,000 well it has it's over 41,000 at the moment thank you so much for your generosity let's keep pushing let's keep pushing we're over the 40 now let's try and get it to the 50,000 mark wouldn't that be fantastic and every euro going directly through the Irish Red Cross to the people of Ukraine and we're staying with Ukraine on International Women's Day and I want to remember all women in the Ukraine at the moment on this special day where the world has just been turned upside down. And last week on Late Lunch, Lou Bahili was telling us about her mum Nina and her granny Galina, who were still in the country and weren't for shifting or moving. And Luba's back with me on Late Lunch this afternoon. Hello again, Luba. Hi, Jerry. Thank again for having me. Not at all. And just to say, in Ukraine, this day is a very special day every year. It is. It's extremely a special day. It's more more important than your birthday. <laughs> and um, in Ukraine, 8 of March is a day of ultimate uh, leisure for women, for girls. It doesn't matter uh, age. Uh, um, they relax, receive uh, congratulation cards, the flowers, chocolates, and so on. So even, you know, we have Mother's Day here, as you say, we have other days to celebrate, but this is the day in the Ukraine. So it's very important to keep that in focus today. And with that in mind, uh, you're constantly in touch, I know, with Nini, your mum and Galini, your granny. How are they? What's what's the situation today? Yeah, uh, the situation today, um, uh, they're, still, they're still in on the waiting game. They're still waiting for... Um, uh, Russians to come. Um, my mom, I was embarrassed. I say, it, have to say on late late show to say that my mom have a wheelbarrow, nothing else to bring my nana anywhere because she can't uh, move beyond uh, front door. But uh, wheelbarrow is still there, and um, they change clothes. They still sleeping in um, the daytime clothes. They change in during the day if they can. Um, today uh, was a beautiful surprise for them. 
our um, cousin come in who been called in um, to serve um, in army and he was turned back uh, because um, um, our authority is overwhelmed with volunteers in p- and people who already trained have to use the gun and have to fight for it. So they told him, when we're ready, we will call you, uh, but for now you go home. So on the way back, he um, um, went to shop and uh, got, got two boxes of chocolates for uh, my mom and for Nana, and I'm extremely grateful to him because it's something that I can't do from here at the moment. Um, he came in and he said, um, here it is. I don't have a flowers, but here's two boxes of chocolates, and I want you to eat them today. Don't save them for tomorrow because tomorrow may, may never come. Uh, and um, that's that's both a message in the morning at six o'clock. My my mom texted me again. She said everything quiet, be happy, and she said we have a chocolate for breakfast. <laughs> so it's, it was so so nice mm. um, to hear that news that they have a little sweetness in such a painful time at the moment. Yes, and Pavel yeah. Pavel is your cousin who did that, and, yeah. and 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 it shows you there there are masses of Ukrainian men returning to the country, mobilised within the country that want want to join join the uh, army and defend uh, the nation. It just shows you the number. So he was turned away, but he he may be called. What age is he? He's uh, he's uh, twenty eight years old. Young, he's young man. His fi- yeah, he's a young man. He's into his fitness. Uh, but because he wasn't trained to use the gun, and at the moment, uh, downtown, they have centres that they, they um, teach uh, men and women to use use ammunition. And as soon as they train properly, they'll be called in. Mm. Yeah. My oh my! Ah, oh, the chocolates! It's a lovely touch, isn't it? And and you you mentioned the, the 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 their living conditions at the moment. They're okay for food, light, and water. Is there is there still electricity and water yes. running? Yeah. Yes, they they are very lucky. Um, as I said, uh, when we uh, in August when we went over to um, introduce our new baby Harrison to our nana, she wanted to see him. It was our surprise baby, and um we were so anxious to go to Ukraine um, to show her because she wasn't well and <clears throat> remains not in great condition. Um, she will be myself and my husband uh, uh, move Nana uh, from her house to my mom's house to join them together because it, for my mom it was very hard to run two houses. Mm. So at, at the moment, my mom uh, taking refugees from Kiev from. Uh, places that have been uh, destroyed so my uh, somebody else will be living in um, Nana's home now which is great to see that she can help people yes. in needs from there so uh, because we're still two hours away from um, from uh, places that have been uh, under attack of Russians uh, are, some shops are still open yeah. so she can have a little supplies and as I said neighbours if, if if she's short of something neighbours will um, help. help but out. it's yeah it's it, it's chaos she said it's chaos at the moment because 
because the shops are open, people buy in everything what they can. Yes. Scared. Yes, and that's understandable. Yeah, they're afraid and they're trying to stock up. And that's that's what happens uh, when there's you saw with the COVID here, the way people panicked. You can only imagine what can happen in a war zone. Well, look at it's 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 a little glimmer of light. It's a lovely little touch. And it's nice to hear that your mom and gran got those chocks from Pavel today and that they're uh, well at the moment. Luba, we'll continue to keep in touch with you. Happy International Women's Day to you and all Ukrainian women. Jerry, thank you so, so much. Yes, 8th of March is International Women's Day because not every woman, as we said in Ukraine, not every woman could be a mother. Yes. But every woman is the woman. Ah, well said, Luba. That's a fantastic way. Yeah, and that's why it is so important. God bless you. Take care, Luba. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. That's Luba Healy speaking to us about our mum and gran in the Ukraine. We think of them all. Wow, isn't Luba great, Jerry? I never really paid attention, says a listener, to to International Women's Day until now. And you see, it's because of the war, Jerry. They don't scare easily, those women. They're fantastic people, full of admiration for them. Oh my God, Jerry, my heart just broke there when I heard Luba saying, tomorrow may never come. That That's a fact. It's a fact for all of us in life. But when you're in a war zone, oh my God almighty, you're uh, really living that every hour of the day. I'm so lucky to have such a wonderful woman in my life over the past 50 years. We've been together. She's so caring and kind, not only to me, but to everybody. She lights up a room when she walks in. So happy International Women's Day to Eileen Faulkner from Kevin. Well done, Kevin. Those are lovely words. Thanks indeed. I'm more there. I'll come back to them, I promise you. But I have two women waiting to have a chat with me on the line. You see, they're sisters, Lisa Malone and Nora Morris, and they're the founders of Brady Management Global. And you wonder, what's the story here? Well, there's some story here because their business is populated, or uh, the employees are all women. Lisa and Nora, welcome to Late Lunch. Thanks a million. Thanks for joining me, both of you on the show. Lisa, if I start with yourself, well, tell us the story about this. Was this company set up by accident or designed to be all female? Um, totally accident, Jerry. Um, we originally started with just myself and Nora and we just got busier and busier as the years went on. And we reached out to networks and we have a lot of family in the business and people Nora worked with previously and they just happen to be all female and together there's nine of us now. Nine women working together day in, day out. And you're back together, aren't you? Because you were you were all apart for the, the COVID couple of years. Absolutely, yeah. We were all working from home, um, which is difficult enough with with what we do because we have paperwork and folders. Um, But look, when we were allowed back to the office, the girls were all glad to get back there and thankfully we're well able to social distance um, with good office space. So, yeah, delighted to be back. Nora, tell me about the business. What does Brady Management Global do? Uh, so we do bookkeeping and payroll. Uh, we do some mentoring and training. Uh, my sister Lisa here works with local area partnerships and delivers bookkeeping workshops to start up businesses and um, showing them how to do things right from the start. 
Um, You're a little distant that. there, Nora. Can you come a little closer to the mic? It's just probably you're sharing a Zoom link there, aren't you? Just come a little closer for me, can yeah, you? Yeah, Can you hear me a bit better now? Yeah, that's grand, yeah. Okay, so we do bookkeeping and payroll, mentoring and training. And Lisa here delivers uh, bookkeeping workshops for some local area partnerships. So for, they're for uh, businesses who are starting out, starting out on their own. And she gives them the right direction to do things correctly. Um, we do full financial control where we do everything for our business, uh, also that make all their payments, credit control, everything. So, um, yeah, we customise it basically to the client's needs. So that's why we're different from other bookkeepers. Um, we meet every client by different um, delivery services that they need in particular for their business at that time. And um, it strikes me, this is what strikes me, I'm, I hope I'm, I'm not walking myself into bother here saying this, but uh, <laughs> aren't women better at minding the money? <laughs> uh, it, can be, uh, it can be both. It can be both. Look, the traditional, the traditional bookkeeper was always nearly the older woman or the mother or the wife in the business, but that tradition has kind of gone now. Do you know, I suppose we are getting... Um, more digital and stuff like that. But yeah, I'll say from my perspective, yeah, I'm a bit better with money. <laughs> I, I think that's why you have such a, a, a big and growing uh, client base as well, because people have the same idea as, as myself, because traditionally, like, you know, you're, yourself and uh, women, you know, manage the house, manage the money's made ends meet, stretched where they had to and, and made the calls. And what a brilliant job, I want to say, uh, they've done with it o- over the years. But here, tell me this, this, th- th- this is a wind up. No, no, girls, come on, come, come be honest with me here. Hot water <laughs> bottles, slippers, you're joking me. No, we're deadly serious. So we're all about um, supporting each other and making your work life um, comfortable. Like I enjoy going to work. I also like the staff to feel like they enjoy going to work. Now, don't get me wrong. Sure, there's plenty of Monday mornings there. They don't want to be coming into us. But um, yeah, look, we have to support each other in and out of the workplace. So absolutely, we had a photographer there yesterday from the Irish Times who wanted to take a picture and the hot water bottle was actually in use when he was there. It was nice and hot. <laughs> so, yeah, it's absolutely true. I'll tell you one thing I could do. I could do with a hot water bottle myself in LMFM today. It's fucking freezing outside. It is. It's Baltic. <laughs> it's Baltic, is right. Yeah, no, look, but, that's the truth, yeah. Yeah, but on a serious note, this is, you know, women ha- have periods and, and they suffer pain at times and the bottle I- I- is very good and the heat, the slippers is for comfort, of course. And you even think on the other end of the scale about the menopause because you have the fans oh, to cool people down. There's all, yeah. Yeah, we have, sorry, yeah, yeah sorry. Which are in use, so we have young girls in the office and we have a few older uh, ladies like myself as well, yeah. So we have to cater for all the needs. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, you, you, the pair of you have, have had your own challenges health wise in life. You know, you know what it's all about. And you, your mums, yeah. you know, with mums and children. And, you know, we've been talking about it earlier on in the show uh, with Banba Goulding. And she was just saying to us uh, as a mum herself that, you know, w- children uh, get sick. They have to leave school. They leave uh, creches. They have to come home and be minded at home. The baby minder's not available today. School yeah. is out. You know what I'm talking about, girls, but you're yeah. fully accommodating to this with your staff. 
Yeah, like as Nora said there, you know, we've a range of staff from young to old. But I mean, we've both been there ourselves as working mums. You know, I have four children, Nora has three. And, you know, like you just explained there on the morning where one of the kids is sick and there's pressure and stress and who's going to mind them and kind of get the grandkid parents involved. And there's nothing worse than, you know, dealing with that sort of stress before you leave and then knowing when you get into work, you're going to face, you know, a bawling out or giving out for being late. So we... um make sure that the girls know that there isn't going to be that sort of pressure. And as Nora said earlier, you know, when you're taking on an employee, you're taking on the whole employee. So it's not just about their work life. It's about their situation at home. So we're very aware of that before they join us and they know, you know, look, if I'm 10 minutes late, it's not going to be a big issue. I can make that up another time. Or, you know, if if there is a situation like you just said there, that they're not terrified to ring up and say, look, can I have a half an hour to get things sorted? So absolutely, yeah. It does make a real difference to a working mum um, not to have to face that pressure when they come out, they go into work. I'd say your inbox is jammed with people uh, looking to uh, take up a role <laughs> with you. <laughs> well, we do. Like, as, you know, as the article today, you know, some of the ladies that are with us are saying, look, I'm here till retirement. You know, I've been in a position where I've been in a job and I've been balled out for being five minutes late in front of a whole office and I'm just not going down that road again. And, you know, there was an article there in the Irish Times yesterday saying, you know, 40% of women indeed done a survey and they said that, you know, women are feeling the pressure because they're not being supported in work and they're talking about leaving because it's just too much of a struggle with that work-life balance. Mm. So it is really, you know, uh, prevalent at the moment. So we just want to encourage, you know, that, side of things in the business yeah, exactly. it's always been there kind of so it's not that we're jumping on the bandwagon and you know doing this new thing for 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 females or women it's always been like that it was like that pre-covid it's like that during covid the girls obviously had their own struggles working from home so did we we had to buy expensive equipment to ensure that they could work from home we did that but like myself and lisa were very grounded very down to earth we're both the bosses, but we're not. We went to work every day. We work alongside the girls. We all get the work done, and if we all get the work done, then we all get mm. Um The girls missed out on two Christmas uh, parties because of COVID, so we gave them a voucher yesterday to go out and have a spa treatment. Um, again, reason being. Um, you know, you have to look after yourself inside. Yes, yourself. yes, yes. Absolutely. Just, I'll just yeah. come back to Lisa because I don't know. I, I know you're all on the, on the one Zoom there, but we seem to be struggling with you uh, on the line. Let me come back to to Lisa just for a second, yeah. uh, Nora. Um, the the and, and Nora was saying there. Yes, you you hold wellness days, styling days. You build confidence through workshops, etc. And you have rewarded uh, your staff uh, in lieu of the last two missed Christmas parties on this day. Well done to you for for doing that. But here. Here is the piece de resistance, Lisa. You work a four-day week. We do, yes. Um, uh, uh, myself and Nora, as I said, we're you know working mums um, and face those struggles going out to work every day. And you just find, as a full-time mum, your whole weekend is taken up with you know catching up on housework or laundry or shopping. And we had seen some research done on the four day week and it, you know, how productive it can be for a business. So we decided to give it a trial run. Um, it's, it works really, really well because the girls organize whatever they need to do appointments or whatever on a Friday. So we've very little absenteeism. We never have anybody in late. 
Um, we do work a little bit harder, obviously, those other four days to make up for the Friday, but it's been working really, really well for us. Um, and like I said, we've never have any absenteeism because the girls arranged their appointments around mm. um, having the Friday to do those things. Mm. And can I just add, can you hear me, Jerry? Yes, have you now? Yeah, okay. So we had a bit of feedback today kind of um, from the Irish Times saying that, well, a four-day week makes the weekend longer. And what about do your customers or your clients miss out because you're not there on a Friday? Absolutely not. Um, when we say a four-day week, they most of the time the girls do have Friday, Saturday, Sunday off. But they can have that day off any day of the week. Right. So they can have a Wednesday or a Monday if they need yeah. it. And absolutely, myself and Lisa, even though we are off on a Friday, we're always at the end of the phone yes. for clients. Uh, the clients. Yeah. So nobody misses out here. Yeah. So you stagger <laughs> it through the through the group that you're there Monday to Friday and have, I'm sure, hours outside of that a lot as well where needs be. Yeah. So it doesn't <laughs> impact on, on the business uh, whatsoever. Yeah. I think you're fantastic. I really do. And, uh, you know, you have a wonderful, wonderful ethos uh, within the business there. And it's working so well for you. And your examples, I'm sure, for, for many, many others. Because one thing I want to say uh, just quickly before I finish is, you know, when you mention that women have to take uh, the brunt and, and carry the brunt of childcare until children are at an age, God Almighty, I don't have to tell you to, are they ever at an age? It's all your life, to be honest no, with you. no. <laughs> they're not <laughs> <laughs> you know but look at anyway what I'm what, what I'm trying to get to the point is that uh, nobody should be penalised or given out to or disenfranchised in any way because of that I think that's the message we need to get out today on this International yeah, Women's Day yeah so look absolutely, girls yeah. uh, uh, good luck to you with the business I'm sure you're going to be inundated after this publicity the last couple of days with more and more women uh, looking to join your group would, but last question would you take a man in? Absolutely and we have done before we've had um work placements um I used to to teach accountant technicians and we've had work uh, placements from there who've been men um it certainly changes the dynamic in the office a little bit but we're um absolutely open to having them it's just like we said we've accidentally ended up with a lot of women and it is a great atmosphere and a great team that we have yeah. so it's a really good place to work so yeah. you won't be doing a remake of the Diet Coke ad that's that's okay that's a relief no problem about that <laughs> at all anyway ladies I wish you well with all you do in the future thank you so much and congratulations and a happy international if you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural looking results was through surgery think again Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can can help you achieve natural looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, 
we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Special Women's Day to you both, Lisa and Nora, and everybody at Brady Management Global. Thanks for joining me on the show. Thanks a million, Jerry. Bye. Bye, 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 bye. There you are, sisters doing it for themselves. Yes, girls having fun all over the world. And especially here in the Northeast on International Women's Day. I want to wish a happy International Women's Day to the best mum and mammal anyone could wish for. Peg Timmins in at boy. Love from Maureen, Sarah, Patrick, Connor, Maraid and Aileen. P.S. Make sure Peg Dad spoils you today after his weekend off gallivanting. Oh, the boys will gallivant for sure. Peg, isn't that a lovely message for you uh, this afternoon? Another one there says, the most one of the most inspirational women in my lifetime was definitely Mother Teresa, Jerry. Selfless, loving and merciful, a true example of love. Thank you for that. Another one there in from Teresa says, I have great admiration for the Queen, Jerry. Yeah, she hasn't been too good lately, has she? She's in fact been poorly with the COVID. Anyway, she's another one that comes up in conversation on late lunch this afternoon. Do you want to mention a woman you admire in life today? 086-1800-658 by WhatsApp or text. Now, what about women in sport and cycling in particular? Joining me on International Women's Day is Angela Gargan from Drogheda Wheelers. Hello, Angela. Hello, Jerry. Good afternoon to you. How are you? Good. How long are you cycling with this crew? Uh, I'd say about 10 to 12 years. And have you many girls involved in the club? Like Drogheda Wheelers are known the length and breadth of the country. What about women in the club? Oh, they are. But unfortunately, we don't have that many female members. We only have, I think it's about uh, nine adults and two juniors. Okay, so you're with me today to try and up the ante and get more girls on their bikes out on the road with the wheelers. So with this in mind, you have something coming up, haven't you? Yes, uh, this is Women in Sports Week and on Sunday the 13th of March we are running a leisure cycle just purely for females uh, starting at 10 o'clock at the Thatch Car Park and we do maybe a 20, maybe 30k cycle and come back then to the Thatch Car Park afterwards for some tea and coffee and a bit of chat. So that's the plan for Sunday. Okay, and you need to be 14 or over to take part. What, you know, somebody listening today say, I'd like to try that cycling. Do you need any particular type of a bike, safety equipment or what to go along on Sunday? No, I, as long as you have a bike and a helmet, you're more than welcome to come and register with us and join us on our cycle. 
Um, they're 14 years of age, over 14, and it, between 14 and 18, we do need the parents' verbal consent that's okay for them to cycle with us. And we have uh, two leaders in a group, say a leader and a sweeper. And the leader would kind of set the route and keep an eye on the group and will call out potholes and obstacles and stuff like that. And then the sweeper will call out cars come behind us so we kind of yeah. make be aware of them, just kind of keep a single line there too as well, like, you know. Mm. How do you find the cycling? Like, I often pass cyclists on the roads and, you know, we all got to respect each other, motorists, cyclists, everybody. Do you find it at times challenging as a cyclist? It can be at times, but generally the drivers of the cars are very respectful. Yes. Space you need, like you're, you're supposed to have a metre in the town side and 1.5 in the countryside, like, you know. Um, now, I know you do come across cyclists who don't go in single file uh, while the cars are behind, but you have to because the road is for everybody and you have to share it and show respect to it as well, like, you know. Yes. So, um, but there are cars that would pass you and then turn the 10 yards up the road, they would turn into a driveway. That can be a bit irritating. But generally speaking, the cars are pretty uh, respectful. Mm. And uh, out and about on the bikes, it's a great way to exercise, get out of your car, go see places that maybe are a little further away because you can cover more ground, of course, on the two wheels. So there's a lot to recommend it. Oh, you would. Like, um, to join with a club, it's very beneficial, actually, because it's safer cycling in a group. And you're cycling with people of the same level of experience as yourself, which is a good thing. And also weekly spins be organised for you. And then the benefits of it, there is great social aspects and interaction with the group. A lot of slagging goes on too as well. Uh, your level of fitness improves immensely too as well as you continue cycling over a period of time. And also if you're, you're out in the fresh air and you're just focusing on your, your cycling and avoiding potholes and your mental health definitely has to improve with that alone. Like, you know, like there's a lot of people bought bikes during COVID. Mm. They went out cycling and I think... The fact that we're out on their own, in the fresh air, that was a huge mental benefit to them alone, like, you know. Mm, so the benefits were quite obvious uh, during lockdown for everybody. Anyway, uh, on your bike, girls, from 14 yes. years of age upwards, this Sunday, the 13th of March, uh, the meet point is the Thatch on the Dino Road, the Thatch Car Park, Dino Road, Drogheda, at 10am this Sunday. Do they need to register? They do. They can register that women at drawhadawheelers.ie. Okay, lovely. That's simple as that. Women at drawhadawheelers.ie. Register, get along, enjoy, and you could be taking up something that you'll get benefit from for years and years to come. Happy International Women's Day to all the cyclists at Drogheda Wheelers and all female cyclists in the North East. Thank you for joining me on the show today, Angela. Lovely. Thank you very much, Jerry. Cheers. Take care, yourself. Bye-bye. There you go. Women in sport, cycling, they need more numbers. They're looking for more on the bike and away you go. You never know where it will lead you to. Still to come on Late Lunch. Yes, we have your two on Tuesday. We're not forgetting about it. And it's all female again this special day. But up next on the show, after the break, we're joined by Yemi Adenuga. 
Jerry, the woman I most admire in my life is my daughter, Erin. She's only eight and has had a rough few years with myself having been sick with cancer five years ago. She was only three at the time and took so much onto her little shoulder. She minded me like a nurse and does today still with such love and care. After seven miscarriages, she's a special girl anyway. But today, I thank God on this special day for women for the gift of the greatest little woman I've ever known. My daughter, Mina, that's beautiful. Mina Curran in touch with us from Kells about Erin. Happy International Women's Day to you all. My next guest is originally from Nigeria. She's living in Navin for years now and she is a well-known public representative. I'm delighted to say hello on this day to Yemi Adenuga. Hello, Yemi. Hi, great to be here. Thank you so much for having me. And I'm a Navin girl, me. <laughs> <laughs> you are indeed a Navin girl. <laughs> Yemi, tell me this. When you arrived here first, as a woman, and a woman mm. from Nigeria, you must have faced many more challenges. I certainly did. Um, aside from the culture shock, <laughs> um, it, it was also a challenge trying to uh, navigate the system. Uh, but, you know, there's just something inbuilt about women. I think we're wired a certain way. We're wired to never give up. We're wired to always try to find solutions to problems. So I just automatically started to find solutions to the challenges that I encountered. Um, it was difficult trying to uh, make friends uh, because uh, there weren't too many people in there at the time who I knew or who knew me. Um, I suppose my very first friend came from church, so I was able to find a church that I engaged with. And then listening to a program on RTE, I, was, I called a number and I was connected to an Irish family and they've been my friend and family ever since. Isn't that amazing? So the network, you found the network of the church and then making that connection with a family enabled you to deal with the many challenges and, you know, get stuck in there in the local community. Absolutely. And it's like I always say, your network is your net worth. You see, I do something every year. I kind of do like a review of uh, the people in my circle. Uh, sometimes, you know, we carry a lot of baggage, with, and including people who we are not valuable to or who are also um, not, uh, you know, serving uh, the purpose of friendship or whatever purpose they're in our circle for. So it's always very important to kind of do like a review every, uh, where, where everyone can decide when they want to do their review of their network circle. Uh, the people that you want around you are people who see the value in you. There's no point surrounding yourself with people who constantly always remind you of the things you want to forget or the things that you already know are not positive and you're trying to improve on. Or when you're even trying to improve on them, they're not encouraging you. They sometimes ask you, oh, that's not the thing you should be doing right now. You don't want those kind of people around you. So it's important to always find the right people. Secondly, you meet people all the time. When I was growing up, we were told that opportunity comes but once. That's a lie from the pit of hell. <laughs> Opportunities are there every single day. When we meet people, we meet them for different reasons. It could be for a season, for a reason, or for a lifetime. So every time we encounter people, 
uh, we should always ask the question, okay, so is this person going to be a blessing to me or am I meant to be a blessing to these people? Are they going to be in my life and what value am I going to bring to them? It's important to have values and be able to share those values. So those were some of the things that I did and they really helped me and they keep helping me till today. You know, the uh, strap line for today is hashtag break the bias. As somebody from abroad who came to Ireland and, uh, you know, had to, as we mentioned a moment ago, get stuck in there, integrate, build a network of friends, build a life for yourself. Was that bias even greater? And is that bias still out there today against people who come from abroad to live here? Well, I'll tell you, aside from people who come from abroad, even amongst us here, as in, even indigenous Irish, there is still bias. Against women, there is bias. There is bias everywhere. But one thing we need to understand is that everyone is, we have some form of bias. So solving that problem and breaking the bias starts from recognizing that it exists in every single person. That's the first thing. So once we recognize it, then we're able to identify it and we're able to deal with it. So there's no point being in denial and saying, no, I'm not biased, actually. There's certain things that we've been told as children that we grew up with. There are certain things that we've heard about a certain group of people that has made an impression on us. There are certain things that some people would say to us because we trust them and we believe them. So we just take on board whatever it is they say. Those kind of things build prejudice. So there's always still a lot of work to do, and we will never stop trying to make improvement. I believe it is important to recognize the achievements of the underrepresented groups, the female especially, and the female who are leading, women who are leading, who are trying in every way they can to get involved in the community and to break the different bias that are strapped up against uh, women and, of course, um, minority groups. See, International Women's Day has rightly brought international recognition and the needed um, talk about gender parity, about equality, about inclusion and diversity. This is something that every organization, every individual, every single person should be working on on a daily basis. We shouldn't be waiting for a day like this to recognize our, our bias. We should every day check ourselves. If we are reacting to somebody a certain way, we should question it. Why am I behaving this way to this person and not to other people the same way? You know, so it's in there. Uh, it's not just against, um, um, uh, you know, migrants or foreigners. It, although you get migrants and foreigners will get double of that, mm. but it is there amongst us. Even with indigenous Irish people, it is there. From men to women, it is there. From um, majority group to minority group, it is there. It's, it's ingrained in there. So the key is recognize it yes. and deal, deal with it. Oh, you make the point so well and you've made me think as well this afternoon that I need to, as well as a person. We all need to look at that every day and question our bias. That's that's a real good piece of advice. Now, you, uh, having been elected to public position, uh, carry with you even extra responsibility. How have you found that since you moved in that circle where you move with other elected people and you have a say and you represent others? Has that been a, a heavy burden to carry? 
Well, I wouldn't call it a, a burden. I would call it um, a responsibility. Mm. Um, it's uh, a responsibility. It's that kind of responsibility that you don't necessarily ask for, but is handed to you by virtue of your position. Uh, so every time in politics we talk, talk about representation and that it is important to have representation, but then we forget that once representation happens, there is a responsibility that comes with representation. So I'm not just representing more women in politics. I'm also representing migrants in politics. I'm representing ethnic minority in politics. Uh, so I, I carry, um, I, I suppose I'm wearing different hats in that regard. Um, has it been good? I think it's been fantastic. It's been phenomenal. It's hard work, but it is good. It is productive work. Because when young women... When, you know, or women who are not young as well, I mean, you know, middle-aged men or whatever the age they are, when they see me, um, a black woman who is an Irish woman who um, is representing her community, regardless of whatever color the people are, regardless of where they come from, as long as they live within Navan, me representing them, I think it speaks volumes about representation. Even young girls in schools yeah, give the feedback and say, look, if you can do it, if you can come all the way um, as a migrant from Nigeria and uh, represent us, here in our own community of Navan, then I can surely do it too. So it's inspiration, not just for migrants, but for indigenous as well. Uh, and I think that it's really encouraging for women uh, to, to, to step out. Not everyone is going to be a leader, but everyone can get involved in the community and help bring about a positive change to make our communities better, especially for our women and our children. Well said, Yemi. Final question. I'm putting you on the spot. <laughs> What about a run for the doll? Oh, my goodness. Do you know what? Ask me that question in a year. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're not ruling it out. You're not ruling it out. <laughs> no better but woman. Never say never. Never say yes, never. Yes, yes. Um, I'm, I'm honoured and I'm delighted to represent um, Navin. Um, you know, you win some, you lose some. There's mm. some things you put representation forward for and you don't get the answers you're looking for. And there's some you get answers. But the bottom line is that you keep fighting for the people and that the people recognise that you're fighting on your behalf. And you try everything that you can. And, you know, there's a lot of expectation. And I'm sure, I'm sure a lot of my colleagues will understand this. There's a lot of expectation. They say the work as a local rep is part time. Oh, by God, it isn't. Uh, it, it, it's 24 hours. You know, um, but it is rewarding because when you see change and you get answers to some of the things you do for your constituents, you, your heart is gladdened. You are making a difference. You are affecting change. Congratulations to you on what you've achieved so far. Thank and I'm sure so there are many more chapters to come in the book of Yemi Adenuga. On this International Women's Day, it's been a pleasure chatting to you. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. You're very welcome. Take care. That's Yemi Adenuga there, local representative. A black woman originally from Nigeria who's come here, made a life, been elected to uh, local uh, politics and who knows. It's great to hear her there. She's a... she is a really strong-willed-minded woman and she is speaking so much sense there to us this afternoon and I thank her again.
I'd let her finish. She jumped in on me. I knew she'd do me today, Adele, on International Women's Day. Anyway, that's your two on Tuesday. That song came directly into the UK chart at number two, but never made number one. It's from the album 21, the lead single and opening track written by Adele and Paul Epworth. And uh, the theme of the song, or the thought process behind it is the emotions of a scorned lover. Yes, number one in 12 countries, but not the UK. Adele's first number one in the USA, but it never made it to the top spot in England because of this one. Bruno Mars and Grenade uh, was number one and Adele just couldn't get by him. Well, Louise, great number one, Adele. Mm, I'll go Bruno Mars. Great. It's a great chorus. Mm, it is. It's a really catchy chorus. Yeah, it was uh, tough on her. Didn't make it in the UK. One of the few countries that it didn't make to number one. But there you go. Anyway, Bruno did the business to block her out of that number one spot. I'll tell you, we weren't too many kept Adele off number one through the years because she's just had a plethora of uh, number one hits, including her new album too. Well, International Women's Day, any thoughts being a woman today? Well, after that lineup since half one, <laughs> yeah, I'm very proud to be a woman. Gosh, what just especially Yemi there was just a mm. ball of energy. Mm. And then you have Lube what she's been through and yes. Banba's such a strong lady from a very, very, you know, strong mother and family. Yes. Wow. Yes. You could not be proud to be a woman on it. On today, good you? on you, good on you, and well said. Yes, it is a great day to celebrate women, mm. and I say it again: if there were a few more women involved in decision making in the world, yep. perhaps we wouldn't have. Uh, definitely, we wouldn't have as much war or conflict mm. that we've if seen right. for sure. Uh, I, I love the uh, phrase that Yemi uh, mm. used there, and it is so true, mm. and one that people should always uh, carry with them: your network is your net. Worth. Surround Isn't yourself it? with positivity. Yeah, yeah. it really is. You're, you're, I, I found that in like myself. Your network of friends and people, that's how you you get things done yeah. and, and all those connections. You know that. Don't have to tell you with your, mm-hmm. with your books and connections and but, all the people you know. Jerry, I think today, though, especially think of the very, very strong women out there that are trying to get out of the Ukraine. They're walking for days mm. and days and days with young children. Yes. And you and I know how hard it is to keep a child occupied after 10 minutes. Mm. And these are trying to keep a child occupied and happy for days it's while hiding their own fears. So I think we should just, you know, boule boss to them and think of them, them today. And think of yeah. them today. And the, the cold they're enduring, the lack of shelter, the food they're not getting. They're remarkable, remarkable people. They are. And we do uh, really just say today... We admire them so much, so, mm-hmm. so much. Back to your comments. Is the government, Jerry, going to do anything about the cost of living? Oil and gas and petrol and diesel all up. €800 Euro for 500 litres of home heating oil. And it is restricted. That is the way of the world. And it's going to become more expensive. Hi, Jerry. Over 100,000 people from the Ukraine proposed 
to be taken by Ireland. I'm not against taking people from the Ukraine. We have to take in uh, Ukrainian people. But 100,000, when you consider that we can't even look after our own people, the homeless we have here, our medical problems, etc. Thanks for that, Francis, today. Happy International Women's Day to three hardworking women. Erin Noon, Laura Colgan and Hazel O'Connor. That comes in from one of your admirers today. Another message says, Jerry, hot water bottles. I was listening to that lady in the company earlier on. I bring eight of them to bed with me every night. Better than any man, says a listener. Oh, there you go. If you want rid of himself, eight hot, hot water bottles is the answer, folks, today. You heard it first on Late Lunch. Hi, Jerry, says Mark and Kells. Just a comment on your last interview. That was the interview top of the show with Banban Gooling. Just getting to this one now. It should be said that no child was ever conceived without it being God's will. For all children born of a woman are God's children and have body, spirit and soul. This should stop the stigma placed and uh, that surrounds unmarried women. That comes in from Mark and Kells. Thank you this afternoon. And Banban, uh, Banban Goulding mentioning that to us a little bit earlier on in the show. Now, my soundtrack this week is from the movie Dirty Dancing. It's a stage show too. I'll tell you more about that later in the week. Anyway, do you know the premise of the story? It's the summer of 63 in the Catskill Resort. Beautiful place in in the USA where Frances Baby Houseman is on holidays with her family. She's introduced to dance instructor Johnny Castle who she's attracted to. His dance partner, Penny, is pregnant but is considering ending her pregnancy Baby stands in for Penny and dances with Johnny and the attraction becomes mutual. Penny's termination goes wrong and a series of events follow in love, life and theft which sees Johnny fired from his job. However, at the end of the season in Catskill in the resort, there's a big talent show and himself and Baby arrive and on stage they go. But the truth, you see, is revealed. Johnny's exonerated and they steal the show in an outstanding dance with uh, the pair of them dancing to I've Had the Time of My Life. And they all lived happily ever after, as most rom-coms finish, to be honest with you. Sadly, Patrick Swayze, the star, uh, male in the movie, uh, well, he's no longer with us. He passed away in September 2009. He was only 57. However, his co-star Jennifer Grey is Halen Hearty today at 61. And here they are as Johnny and Baby taking their first steps to a song that was released way back in 1963. The Ronettes from 1963. Included in the soundtrack from my movie this week, Dirty Dancing. Fantastic song, big hit for them, the ladies there, both sides of the Atlantic. Another song and more about Dirty Dancing on Late Lunch round about this time tomorrow. Now we finish off Late Lunch on International Women's Day with a woman from Irish Water. Yes, it's Engineers Week all this week and we're marking it talking to people who work with Irish Water and my guest today is Maria O'Dwyer. She's Acting Head of Asset Management with Irish Water and she's a Senior Executive there for over 20 years. Maria, welcome to the show. 
Thank you very much, Terry. Delighted to be here. And great to have you with us today. I see you have a degree in electronic engineering and a master's in digital signal processing. My God almighty, you know what I mean? Digital signal processing. Will you tell me what that's about, please? It sounds good. Um, I suppose I, I graduated from University College Dublin with an electronic engineering degree and I decided to do a master's after that. And mm. it was in the electronic area again, um, okay. digital signal processing, as you said, which was very much in the space of algorithms. But I actually did a project in the biomedical area where I was looking at the electrocardiogram, um, the heartbeat, basically, uh, looking to see how we could develop algorithms to detect the onset of different arrhythmia. So it was a great project. I really enjoyed it. And um you know, I'd recommend engineering to anyone because if anything I can say from my career, I've probably started in the electronics, then worked in Gas Networks Ireland for a while and now I'm actually in Irish Water. So I think wherever you start your engineering career, it really is just, you know, the starting platform for a very diverse um, world of opportunities ahead. You know, you can move from different disciplines, different industries, and it really opens up lots of jobs um, for everyone. Yes, so it's important to say to young women today, the STEM range of uh, subjects, as we know, uh, there's been a big push in recent years to get more uh, girls to go down that road, but you are a, a living example of someone who has and has done very well there. Why did you choose engineering, may I ask you? Well, I suppose um, when I was in secondary school, I went to an all-girls school. Um, I'm from Cashel, which is a beautiful part of the countryside. Mm. Um, but I was really lucky that at that time, I was able to go to the Christian Brothers School to do honours level maths and physics. Um, not that that's required for engineering by, by any means, but that probably opened up that door to the STEM subjects for me in a more fuller way. And I, I, re- I was one of those people, I really enjoyed science, I really enjoyed math, and I did probably what most people do at that time. You know, I did uh, the aptitude tests, I spoke to career guidance counsellors, and they pointed me probably in, in direction of numerical subjects. And I also had an, en- um, an uncle that was an engineer. He would have he would have emigrated like a lot of people probably in the early 80s, went mm. to Germany, and as a child, he used to write, you know, letters home to me. So I was always, um, you know, held him in great esteem and always thought his career was really exciting and interesting. And sometimes when you know somebody in a certain field, it can, it can lead you into it. And so I took a chance. I didn't really know what I was getting into. Yes. Um, you know, but, but it's worked out. And I, as I said, it's, it's been wonderful. And I've had huge opportunities and great experiences from it mm. and um, you I, love what you do I just get it it comes across to me as I listen to you today and as you said it's great you had a role model in your uncle and you know you, you, you broke new ground going to the CBS at a time but look at those barriers are gone now and these subjects are offered across the board in absolutely. education to girls as you know tell me about this I Belong uh, network that you're part of yeah so in Irish Water um we launched this I Belong programme because we really wanted to be able to support and drive more diversity and inclusion and equality in our organisation. You know, it's well proven that 
you know, the more um, diverse views and different perspectives you can bring to the table when decisions have to be made, that's the better outcome you get. And as part of that, we have different employee resource groups within the programme. And I shared the I Belong Women's Network within that. And in that, you know, our network is, is for men and women, but we primarily focus on issues that would impact women. And maybe if I give you an example yes, of, please. Some of some of what we do then. So like one of the initiatives or programs that we have is every month we have our Bridge to Women Leader series and we would interview one of our female leaders um, within the business. And so that could be a leader from senior management, but it could also be someone that, you know, we consider a leader, maybe because of what they do in the sports field or because of what they do in the community. Mm. And it's, it's, it's inviting these people in and, and hearing their stories, hearing, you know, how they built resilience in their own lives, how they face challenges and, and just hearing their advice. And, you know, it's, it's really super. And what I really love about it is that it's creating or it's displaying role models because, you know, that cliche, you have to see it to be it, you know, yes. and, and we can connect with these people because we work with them and we know them. And it really encourages everyone else then to, to participate. And we're all learning from it. So mm. that's, that's the big thing for me. Yeah, good on you. And good on Irish Water promoting this as well and encouraging diversity within the organisation. So in a practical sense, you are head, acting head of asset management. By God, Irish Water have a lot of assets. We sure do. We do indeed. It's a big task and a big job on hand that you have. And as I was speaking yesterday to one of your colleagues, this is a moving feast. They're planning ahead, the challenges, encountering, you know, and anticipating what's coming down the track. It's obviously something that your mind, your engineering mind, is is, is perfectly geared towards. Absolutely. I mean, look, without a doubt, Irish Water has huge challenges ahead of it, you know, but I would say we're we're up for that challenge, and you know we're we're all the one thing I would say about all you know my colleagues and the people I've encountered encountered within Irish Water is the passion and the commitment there among staff, you know, to actually look at our assets, look at what we're doing, and to actually plan for the future because we are very committed to providing you know clean, safe water, drinking water, returning that wastewater that we treat safely to the environment and, and enabling growth, which is so important right now, you know, when we're trying to uh, provide connections for new housing. Um, but as I said, you know, given where we started from, I suppose we were set up because of the extent of the challenge facing our water, wastewater assets in the first place. And it is going to take, you know, a long period of time to address all of the mm. issues. But we are focusing on, you know, what we deem as the most priority issues first. And we have made a lot of progress over the last few years. But I suppose we're here and we very much need the support of the public in in supporting us on that journey because it will take time to address all of the issues. But I suppose just to give confidence and reassurance there, a lot of, you know, a lot of good work has been done. And you'll see that on the Irish Water news site. You know, there's always announcements every day or every week of of projects that have been completed and, and new ones that are being planned and progressing. Absolutely. And I think I used the phrase earlier in the context of International Women's Day and I can use it again in your context and Irish Water. A lot done, a lot more to do. Anyway, thank you. Thank you, Maria, for joining me today. And we finish off with you on this special day all about women. Wish you well. Thanks indeed.
Thank you, Jerry. Take, Take care, care yourself. Bye bye. That's Maria O'Dwyer there, acting head of asset management with Irish Water. And we continue our features with Irish Water tomorrow afternoon when we'll be talking about leakage and conservation of water with Matt Thompson. Neve McDonald's with us about fermented foods. Tony Connellan's here to do the motoring. And I begin tomorrow with a remarkable lady, Mia Doring who got involved in the Irish sex industry. She tells her story and she's written about it in a remarkable book. That's tomorrow. Eddie Caffrey's coming next with The Drive here on LMFM on International Women's Day. Stay with us here and we'll be back tomorrow with Midweek Late Lunch from 1.30. Take care of yourself. See you then. The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors, Drada and Dogan Cavan. Order your new Dacia Duster or the all-new Dacia Sandero and Stepway. Guaranteed delivery and low-rate APR finance. Visit blackstonemotors.ie. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.